0: Leaders, so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello, and welcome to today's independent travel podcast with me, Simon Calder. And for the next five minutes, Paul Goldstein, award winning photographer, has the opportunity to try to convince me through the medium of audio how to take a good travel photograph so um is it just about being somewhere where there are good things to photograph or is it more complicated than that well
1: i'm not sure this is going to be an easy conversion because uh, i believe simon uh, you were you at one stage owned the oldest digital camera uh, in the world um however the most important thing is research if you do your research to find the best place the best time of year the best time of day also, if you're crammed in a vehicle with lots of other people, it's not going to happen. Secondly, uh, and, and critically, decide on your quarry first, you know. Maybe do it by species, not just by country. Uh, and if you do your research properly on that, that'll make a difference. Do you need to spend thousands and thousands? Well, yeah, probably would help, but why not hire a bit of gear? You know, that, that, that's a much and decide whether you like it. Thirdly, the harshest critic has to be yourself. Fourthly, if you don't think it's worth taking, don't take it, just enjoy it. Fifthly, very, very importantly, if you're not prepared to get dirty and crawling around or stuff like that, don't photograph, because all you'll do is just take a series of record shots. Accumulation is boorish. A few individual shots is generally much, much more interesting. And and lastly, it's just a photograph. Don't be afraid of failure think ambitiously think how could i do this differently rather than just taking the same oh look there's a leopard lying in a tree i must have that it has been done before you know you go ashore in south georgia if you're on a big fat cruise ship you won't you'll just look at it from a great distance but you get what you deserve for being on a big cruise ship uh, but if you go ashore and there's two hundred thousand king penguins it's hardly difficult to record them but record shots are the work of the devil they're the, the photographic antichrist.
0: well Julie- can, you, can, can you define them i mean surely i've go on holiday and just as people have done ever since photography became yeah. a mass opportunity and now yeah. of course the cost has effectively fallen to zero um, of course i'm just going to photograph um, whatever i'm seeing that's fine there's no
1: law i mean it's not illegal <laughs> not but if you want the, the, the key thing is if you take a photograph of a king penguin and i take one all i want is the person looking at them to look at mine a little longer so you got to think okay let's think about the background Any good photograph's got to have a clean background. There mustn't be clutter. What what do you mean by that? Well, if you've got a glorious, uh, well, let's say in this case, a cheetah on a termite mount, perfect light, but there's some, I don't know, a load of kindling behind it or something, it's a mess. You know, position yourself. Think background before you even think subject. If there's six million king penguins as well, you know, they're not hard to find. Uh, Think about background, then think about composition, then think about symmetry, think about light. Think about, shall I slow the shutter speed down? Shall I try something ambitious? Because if you mess up, there's probably a few other subjects,
0: and it is only a photograph. Now you have. the well, first time we met, you were very, very much interested in uh, shooting on slide film. Mm-hmm. You were reluctant, and yes. dare I say, a late convert to mm-hmm. digital. Mm-hmm. Um, now everybody has a phone. Everybody thinks they're a, a great wildlife photographer. Yes, I um, do. So do you, Simon? Um, uh, well, no, I, 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 um, I, I try, but that's fine. I'm one of these. Um, yeah, uh, I was going to say. Uh, committed amateurs? No, I'm just an amateur. Keen and amateur. Keen, keen and keen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yes. Um, so, so do you actually need all this kit? Well, it's it's a brilliant question because
1: frankly, like I noticed when I was in, um, I upgraded my phone. It's not it's not a fancy smartphone, but. When any animal is close now, I don't photograph it with a camera, I use my phone. Because it's just going to be a portrait and if it's mobile, I'll hang out of the vehicle or whatever and if it's a Bengal tiger or a cheetah or a lion walking by, it's much more interesting to have and far more marketable and commercial to have a 15 second uh, steady piece of filming um, without cheesy music put over it, than it is just a print. However, you know, these smartphones are incredibly effective The point being is once it's more than 10, 15 metres away, they're not. You know, it goes out the window. You need the the artillery.
0: Okay, so the short answer is if you're good and close, you're fine. Your phone is fine. Mm. Other than that, you've got to get serious about getting some gear. Yeah. And what's the photograph that you are proudest of?
1: At the moment, there's two. It's a a cheetah I took, a three-headed cheetah last year in the rain. It's not a three-headed cheetah, but it looks like it. And it was seven hours in the rain and I hadn't taken a single, I think, two other photos and it just for a moment. They held in a perfect pose and it was picked up all over the world. That was satisfying because that was the the, the graph that went into it before. And secondly, I've got a front cover of Sunday's Papers. Um, of well, I did a model shoot and it is the first and last time I'll do a model shoot. Uh, but,
0: by which you mean an, an actual model? Yeah, model.
1: a Kenyan model, and, and, but it was very close to cam, and. I just said to everyone, "Yeah, when well, your model shoot, model shoot, there's always going to be a lot of fluffing around, and it's it's not my sort of thing." Uh, and um, you know, I look at it and say, "Yeah, you look lovely, love," and 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 uh, oh no, your fingers are wrong, or, or the dress has got a fold in it, or your foot's wrong, or the shoes wrong, and that, that's fine, that, that's why And and um, uh, that was with um, uh, Jenny Packham, Chris's sister, who's absolutely lovely, extraordinarily talented. But I just said, "Let me do it, okay, tomorrow morning, just for half an hour." And it was. 40 minutes before the dawn, so you get a false dawn color. Chris was, you know, lying down next to me and, and with a torch through his shirt to give a bit of light on this model in this extraordinary green sequin dress. There were still stars out, so it's, and, and, and the false dawn is just beginning to blush the eastern horizon. Incredibly difficult photograph. She had to stay still for four or five seconds. and it just popped it just worked and yes yeah, it's ambitious and when it's ambitious you've got a much bigger fear of failure or chance of failure so when it works it's that much more satisfying
0: paul goldstein thank you very much indeed and thank you to you for listening to today's independent travel podcast i'll be back tomorrow goodbye small details are big surfaces